Hi, this is Sam Fox. And this is Ace Thorpe. From the film Wowzers. And this is Inside Your Head. These boots dance like two scrappy sisters fighting for the same dumb man. One wears green, the other stays mean. Both got bread on their hands. Cause they both know what's best for him. I should have been a cowboy, but I was born a lady. Ever since I was a baby girl, I've been cussing them and holding me down. Welcome to Inside Your Head. This is Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by singer, songwriter Jesse Lynn Madera. It's very cool to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So the new EP, Come Visit Soon, uh, is available now on all the different uh, streaming sites. Uh, can you explain like um, what people would expect uh, to, to, to hear from that? Well, it's a, it's a three-song, um, lyric-driven Americana EP. And um, it's sort of... Uh, it would cozy up nice next to like a Jason Isbell song or a Brandy Carlisle song. Um, uh, they're, um, they're all very, uh, they're like, I, I, I spend a lot of time on, on the lyrics and, and trying to make sure that those are, are really accurately bringing forward the things that I want to say or the things that are, you know, swimming around inside of my heart. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, yeah, they're just, I, I suggest putting them on when you're driving, especially if you live uh, around a lot of trees or something or you're going on a road trip. It's a nice, nice road trip material. Yeah. yeah. When, I, when you're writing uh, tracks, do you keep in mind that they're going to be uh, played together? So like there's some type of connection? Not when I'm writing them, but when I'm um, when I'm putting them together. Like if uh, when I'm putting them together to make the collection to release, I'll be thinking about how they sit together. In fact, most of my morning this morning has been thinking about the songs for the next collection, which is um, more. It's closer to album length. Uh, it'll be about seven songs, six or seven songs. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've been spending all morning thinking about. Like closing my eyes and listening to uh, the end, the end of the first song paired with the beginning of the next song, and sort of trying to figure out the order that the tracks mm-hmm. are going to go. Yeah, that's important. Uh, the order of of tracks because you don't want <clears throat> you don't want it's like if if you're putting together a mixtape for someone who doesn't write music, you want uh, things. Th- if people even do mixtapes anymore, probably really dangerous. Yeah. Stuff, but, yeah. No, no. <laughs> You know what? I'm like, oh yeah, I love a good mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> but you know, you want to you want to flow. You don't want you know everything the same uh, the same exact feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, I think they call they call them playlists now. Right, right. Yeah. I still have I still have my mixtape. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, so uh, along those lines, like uh, if you write a song and maybe you don't think it it uh, fits in like your your new album, or whatever, do you sometimes save a song for like a uh, for for another time? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got um, I've got a lot of songs. Um, a lot of like I, I've 
I've got a whole bank of material and I'm, I'm always kind of piecing together, um, what I think I might do album wise in the future. So, um, so these songs that I've, that I'm putting together now for the next collection, those, uh, some of those are old and some of those are brand new and, um, I don't know. It's kind of funny how that happens. You kind yeah. of, it, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't really have much, much control. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like, there are some songwriters and they're just like these kind of brilliant machines um, where they can say, okay, I'm going to write this album and, and they sit down and they write all the songs uh, over the course of, you know, however many months or whatever. Um, or maybe they write them in the studio over a, over a week or two. I don't know, but I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not that way. Um, I have to get, I have to get inspired to do it and, and whatever comes out, comes out. And then I try to make sense of it after the fact, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know you've, uh, uh, you've been, uh, uh, singing since you were like three, but so when did you start to write your own music? Well, I start actually. I started making up songs around that time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I I sing about going over to my cousin's house. <laughs> right. I was gonna wonder. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I'm sure they're much different, but yeah. So I had I had one that was like, I went to Laura's house. She came to my grandma's house. <laughs> <All right. laughs> <Like> that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be on the next EP. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right yeah. <laughs> that's so, one of those old songs I was talking about. <laughs> right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so like at that age, um, like I know you're, you're so you're 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 musical in your mind and stuff, but do you know like uh, that that's different than a lot of people? When do you realize like this is like a talent of yours, and you know not everyone is a singer at, at age three? Oh, uh, I. That's a great question. You know, let's see. I, um, my, my family was always really encouraging. Um, even like from the very beginning when it seemed like from about the age of three, when they could see that I, that I was interested in, in singing and interested in the piano, they just like really encouraged it. And, Anytime any family would come over, they would ask me to sing. So I think I, I knew, I knew from a really early age that that was my, um, that that was like my thing, you know, <laughs> that was, that was my, um, my calling card. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's weird. I, I have, I don't, I've never considered considered myself to be like, um, like, I don't know. I wasn't great in school necessarily. Like I did, I wasn't very, I couldn't pay attention as well mm. as I, as I wish that I could have. Um, and there are only like, there are really specific things that I'm good at. You know, <laughs> I'm not really good at a lot. I'm, I'm only, I'm very focused on, uh -huh. like, I can cook, I can cook really well, and I can sing, and I can play the piano and write. Mm -hmm. And then, those are uh, all good things. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but but everything else. I mean, I, I just learned to tie my shoes like last week. Really, really, that's interesting because <laughs> I. Oh, all right, all right. Because I, I actually do know someone, a friend of mine, who uh, a friend of theirs is like a, a genius in um in like quantum physics, but they can't tie their shoes, which I I, I found very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know, and. I, I'm seeing it. I'm I'm seeing some a similar thing unfolding with my older son. Um, he's having a hell of a time trying to pay attention mm. in the second grade, and uh, and he's telling me this, and it's just like you can see the pain in his eyes. Um, he just like when something the teacher will slap down a sheet of paper in front of him, and if it's something that he just doesn't want to do he likes just shuts down he really he's like the door the doors uh just slam inside of his brain and it's and it's not that he can't do the stuff it's just that for you some don't have reason the interest he, yeah yeah if he's not interested it's like nope can't do it mm-hmm. like he can't that, even see straight it all becomes sort of chinese to him and that was kind of <laughs> that's kind of how i was yeah um and does he, I, you know, I, yeah, I was gonna say, does he, he have a, right. does, he, does he have a thing? Does he have like uh, you had music? Yes. Does he have a thing? Well, that's what I was about to say. Is mm. The last week or so I've been hearing him wake up in the morning or like at night when he's in, when he's in bed waiting for me to come tuck him in, he'll be in there making up songs mm. and singing and singing them. Like, you know, I don't know if it's, if he's at the stage where he will, where he can like re- really remember, but he's in there just singing, at, singing things and kind of singing out his day. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh-huh. um, so I'm going, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, uh, since you're, you know, you're a musician Would that, well, obviously you'd encourage whatever he wants to do, but would that be something you'd, you'd like to see him uh, get involved in uh, being a musician? Actually. Yeah. Yeah, I really would. Um, I think it's a great outlet. Even if, even if he decided to, to do something else, you know, even if he decided to like make something else his, his number one, to have music as a number two or even a number four, um, I just think it's a really great way to get to, to know yourself and to, and to know, um, to know yourself through paying attention to other people or know other people through paying attention to yourself. I mean, you know, they like, we're all, we're all one, you know, or so, or so we're told. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I just think, I think writing is great for anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. Even if it's even if it's a hobby, yeah. So uh, when you start singing stuff at at such a young age, do you um uh, do you naturally take them to performing in front of people? Yeah, well, I think I think I, I yes, I love performing, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of a shy person. Like I I enjoy a good one on one conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to talk, you know, if I'm standing in front of a group of people and I have, and I'm going to just talk. I don't, 
I don't love doing that, but I do love singing in front of people. It's a, it's a strange thing. I'm not really sure why that is. Um, uh, maybe it's because I, I know what I'm going to do already. You know, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, gosh. Um, it's interesting though. Cause uh, some, yeah, you know, I interview I, a lot of actors and it's a, it's a similar thing where they say they're shy and don't necessarily want to would, if they would do a public speaking would be different than publicly, uh, you know, acting like uh, theatrically acting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I actually, I sort of, I was studying acting for years and I loved doing that too. I think maybe for people who are similar to me in that way, who get a little nervous or have some social anxiety, it's a great way to feel um, seen and heard in a, in a con- more controlled way. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. so what, what think, was it? I think that oh, people who are kind of walking around nervous have a lot. I suspect that we all have a lot going on inside of us, you know, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of that we're in maybe really in touch with, with how we're feeling maybe a little too much. <laughs> and so there's a lot to express, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, no, I totally understand. I was voted uh, most quiet in my high school yearbook. Okay, so still waters run deep, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what what was it about the piano? Or I don't know, maybe you don't even know. It just uh, you liked it, but do you know what what it is about the piano that uh, that drew you? Well, um, my so in our house uh, when I was little, we had my my grandma's antique upright that she'd given to us my my dad's mom gave us a piano and it was it was beautiful um it uh it was there and (laughs) i don't remember there being a guitar it was beautiful and it was there (laughs) 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 um (laughs) so my uh, my brother is about go ahead I was just say that. I mean, honestly, though, that could be an answer if you're already uh, musical. If it had to be a trombone, a trombone there, maybe you would be I, a, you know, a trombonist. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, but on the other hand, my brother, um, he brought home a saxophone one time. He was trying uh-huh. to figure out what instrument he was going to play. And I wasn't so I wasn't as interested in that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But, Probably a trombone yeah, wasn't I, the best example either. But you know, but. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> it could have been a trombone. You know. <laughs> right. It'd be I very interesting. Know, yeah. I think I liked uh, there. It's it's maybe unusual now that now that I'm thinking about it. You ask really thought provoking questions. I appreciate. Oh, well, thank you. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. But. I'm, <laughs> but most people, they would say, oh, yeah, we had a guitar in the house, mm-hmm. but but we didn't have a guitar in the house. We Our main event was the piano. My grandma played the piano. My brother was taking piano lessons. And uh, and there was this um, one family reunion where some cousins of mine came over and uh, the two of the two of them you know, one of them was sitting down at the piano and the other one was standing over her and they were singing these songs in perfect harmony. And it was, I don't know, it's weird. It was always the piano. 
I think mm-hmm. for most people, it was always the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It, that's just kind of the way that it, it was for us. But um, there was always a piano around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I, the piano makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look down, I, I see the pattern, you know, kind of see, I understand the geography of the piano and I, um, the way that it's all laid out, it just makes perfect sense to me. Um, the guitar, which I, I now play a little bit and I, I like to write on guitar just to kind of shake things up. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm not comfortable playing the guitar in front of people really because I have to think about it. The way that the guitar is laid out just doesn't make as much sense to my, to my mind. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I feel like a kind of a weirdo because of that, because most people do play the guitar. They're yeah. Most, usually most first right. start there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> how many, how many uh, instruments do you play? I play piano um, and then a little bit of guitar. Um, this sounds weird, but I really, I kind of like playing the spoons. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but only for fun. Only right, for fun. right. But I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't go. <laughs> you wouldn't go out on the tour on the spear. Singer, yeah, songwriter, I, and spoonist. I'd say it goes piano, guitar, spoons. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope spoons someday make it on on a track, <laughs> even if it's just kind of there in the background. Be interesting. <laughs> it's so, funny. They sound a lot better if I've been drinking a little bit. <laughs> well, that that usually that's usually can be said for about anything. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I get I get real good. I get real good at this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I used to do a little karaoke and. Um, I stopped drinking in November, not because I had a problem, but uh, just uh, I was I lost a lot of weight, and uh, one of the things was I stopped drinking. Yeah, thank you. One hundred twenty-five pounds since November. I'm very happy with that. Oh my god, that's 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 incredible and uh, inspiring. Thank you. And so, but I did notice uh, this year when I did karaoke at a at a uh, movie festival, uh, I was doing it, and I thought, wow, this is really bad. But everyone else who was still drinking, they were like, yeah, that was great. And I thought, oh, that's the, that's the connection was uh, everyone else is still drinking, but I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> it could be that you're really good at karaoke. It could be. I don't believe so, but but we'll go with that. That's a, that's a nicer way. I think. <laughs> but those are the kind of friends to have. You- <laughs> that's true that's true they're very encouraging yeah, <laughs> yeah. drunk and encouraging <laughs> the best thing. <laughs> yes they go hand in hand yeah yeah so right. so uh holy water it gives me the impression that you uh, that you were a tomboy growing up your track holy water a little a little bit yeah i've got i've got i mean my brother was a six and a half years older than me and uh I just like, I followed him around like a little duckling and wanted to do everything that he was doing. Um, so his, you know, action figures and my Barbies or whatever I was playing with, they had a lot of, uh, there was meetings of the mind going <laughs> on. 
between uh-huh. those two uh, groups. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, and I, I did play with Barbies and I love to dress up like a princess, but I also didn't really see that there was, um, I didn't see anything wrong with, with playing with his wrestlers or like mm-hmm. he, he would kind of make me box with him. <laughs> right. Um, he'd go, he was, my mom, my parents were divorced and, um, my mom was a single parent for a while. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my brother, he was kind of like my, he was my main caretaker. You know, he'd mm-hmm. be the one to be with me, sometimes take me to school and sometimes he'd be the only one with me at night in the evening before my mom would get home. Um, but (laughs) he, he would like sort of like demand that I box with him. And I don't know if this was for, (laughs) if this was for his fun or if he was trying to teach me to defend myself or a combination of both. Uh But, um, we, he had two, we had two pairs of Everlast boxing gloves Mm-hmm. And one of us would go over to the piano and go ding, ding, ding <laughs> on the piano. And right. then he'd announce the whole thing. And uh, he'd, he'd, oh, and before the ding, 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 he'd give me a great announcement, you know, in the red corner, wearing <laughs> right. the pink nightgown, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and he he was really tall. He's very, he's six foot five. And so, um and he was already tall at that point. Right. I was going to say, probably not then. But yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he was, I, he was already probably at least, I don't know, getting close to six. Oh, foot, okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, but he'd get on, his, he'd be on his knees while with me standing. And then that would be, we'd be off to the, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't always enjoy it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I broke my arm wrestling with oh, him. Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I guess. I guess maybe that. Maybe I am a bit of a tomboy. Um, yeah. I don't really. I. I don't know. A combination. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's. Are you are you a wrestling fan too, or? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I was in the eighties. Right, right. <laughs> like, I was in the eighties. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, junkyard dog. Uh-huh. Um, absolutely. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, but that was. I don't know what it what it's like now. But that was the golden age, as far as I'm wasn't it yeah 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 80s was huge and then there was also the 90s boom period with uh stone cold steve austin and the rock but uh but yeah i grew up in the 80s and yeah it was uh this here i don't always bring this up because it really shows uh what a cool guy i am but i have a lot of uh 80s wrestling figures (laughs) on my on my (gasps) wall here so package oh my god (laughs) i got a hulk hogan uh bret hart razor ramon Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> the big boss man. <laughs> but I, I mean, that was, I don't know. That was a fun, that was a fun. It was a fun, it was fun, yeah. 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 And oddly enough, <laughs> I, I actually, my, 
my brother's nine years older and was a single mom and he taught me how to box in the front yard and uh oh. he always tells the story i gave him a bloody nose once when he taught me how to punch oh. and i was like six and he was 15 well done <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> Neil wasn't messing around. No, no. Yeah. I don't know if I still have that in me, but I think that's the last time I ever punched anyone. So. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. My yeah. my brother my brother said that and I sort I vaguely remember this. And I think that I think that this probably what I'm about to tell you probably had something to do with the Christmas story. Mm-hmm. You remember when wasn't the main character the blonde kid? Ralphie. Yeah, yeah. You poke your right? eye out. So, yeah. Yeah, and at the end, um, or the big, the big climax of the movie is when he he jumps on the bully and just like, mm-hmm. yeah, beats the crap out of him. Right. Um. So some kid in the neighborhood. We were we were living in Parkersburg at that time, so I would have been really young, probably around like three or four, and some kid was was being mean to to us and I chased after him and tackled him and got on top of him and started beating him up. <laughs> well good for you. But I was I was little. I mean yeah. I, but I was known for that, you know, like mm-hmm. a kid at the beach stepped on our sandcastle and it wasn't it wasn't my brother my brother kind of like has you know some uh he was a little more level-headed about it, but I chased after the kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm really not physically like that. <laughs> right, right. You're not going now, after people but now, but yeah. No. Although like something does, something will come over me if somebody like threatens somebody uh, right. in my family, you know, I don't know. I, I, I definitely <laughs> I'll threaten to write checks my body can't cash. <laughs> right, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know what I would actually do. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you have a big enough bark, then you you don't have to worry about the bite, I guess. Uh, maybe we'll see. Right. I mean, you hear right. I I've well, got a pretty high pitched voice. <laughs> <laughs> Very, very good. Well, I hope it, it doesn't come to fisticuffs uh, anytime in the future. I hope not. I hope you don't read about me in the news. <laughs> like, hey, I remember that. Yeah. And I'll, so, I'll call you and be like, oh, God, Neil, it came to fisticuffs. <laughs> exactly. Off the, right. We'll do part two and we'll get all, all the dirt on, on the big uh, fight. So, so, Jesse, tell me about your next album, Fisticuffs. <laughs> <laughs> right, you, they, they, exactly. It can, it can, it can work its way into the album, and so it all work itself out. It'd be for the betterment yeah, of the have music. To make a, note, a note of that. Right, you can start with a, <laughs> with the first song could be about a, a kid walking on your sand castle, and it could lead up to a. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't be an asshole. Don't go stepping on the sand castle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm all for that one. I like it. <laughs> Even if that's the only line. But I like it. So, they, so uh, uh, where do I go from there? So uh, I read that your uh, one of your mentors was uh, Johnny uh, B. Good Johnson. So, like, uh, how did that come yeah. about? How did you meet him? Well, my um, my my stepdad and my mom were uh, were when they were planning their wedding, they were looking for 
somebody to sing at the wedding or just for somebody to play and sing at the wedding. And, uh, my, my dad, my stepdad's brother, Howard recommended this guy named, uh, Jimmy Johnson, who was a guitar player. And, uh, I think he must've been like in the Detroit area, I'm assuming. Um, cause that's where we were living at the time. Um, and he was telling them about, about this person and he went and pick, picked up a CD and brought it to my parents and they played it and they said, wow, this is, this is great. This guy's great. But, uh, this is a, this is a piano player, not a guitar player. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was kind of put to the side for a second. And they, and they looked at the name and it was Johnny Johnson instead of Jimmy Johnson. Um, but they were still after Jimmy Johnson. It turned out that like Jim, when they contacted the actual guitar playing Jimmy Johnson, he was not interested in playing a wedding, didn't do weddings. Okay. So then they go, well, what about that really great guy, that great piano player? That guy was amazing. Let's call him. So they got in touch with Johnny Johnson, who at the time was living in St. Louis and uh, driving a senior citizen's bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, well, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So they flew him out and he played the wedding. And over the course of getting to know Johnny, the story started to unfold um, that he he created the music behind Chuck Berry's lyrics, mm-hmm. and so that start, that opened a whole. I don't want to call it a can of worms because that has kind of a negative connotation, but um, the ball rolling. It got the ball rolling there big time, and it became a passion project for our family. Um, and my stepdad went to work on getting to the bottom of this because that, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't right. And it, it, it came, it was like, okay, so if everything that he's saying is true, why is it that Chuck Berry is living, uh, in a huge, like a grand estate mm-hmm. and Chuck is living in St. in the slums of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Right. It didn't make any sense. So uh, Johnny became a part of our family. My my brother wrote the book about him called um, The Father of Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. And uh, my stepdad worked tirelessly on on getting a group of I mean, they they did interviews um they, he created a, a petition, which Chuck actually signed, um, to get, to get, uh, Johnny into the rock and roll hall of fame. And, um, I mean, took out ads in billboard magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, on that petition, the letter that he wrote was not only signed by John, by, uh, Chuck Berry, but signed by Bonnie Raitt, Eric Clapton, Rod Stewart, um, Keith Richards was a huge, uh, huge supporter of Johnny. And actually, when Johnny was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Keith was the one that uh, gave, gave the speech, you know, to um, to bring to bring Johnny out onto the stage and give him the award uh, or give him 
I don't know, would you call that an award? Uh, honor, I guess. His, yeah. you know, honor, yes, exactly. Yeah. So, um, anyway, through this is a long answer to your question. No, but it's through interesting, that, though. Through, through all that, um, all that work uh, and all that time that we spent together, Johnny would be at our house. I mean, he recorded one of his um, albums there at the house. And I think, I think the one I'm having trouble, uh, recalling it right now, but I'm pretty sure it was a Johnny B back that he recorded mm-hmm. at our house, but, uh, I might be wrong about that. So, you know, that's like, you know, don't, don't <laughs> um, but anyway, so, um, he, he would, I, he would just like show me some things on the piano and I would pick things up, uh, and he was just a really great, encouraging figure. My my brother can he really learned to play like Johnny. So I so I picked up some things to incorporate into my style. But my my brother like sat down and like he now plays that style of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, so Johnny that Johnny years ago, you know, back obviously, I mean he's he's uh, passed on now, but Johnny played with the Kentucky headhunters a few times. And uh, now the Kentucky headhunters have brought my brother in. So my brother goes and plays shows with the Kentucky headhunters. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And through that that experience, not only, you know, uh, you know, mentor uh, musically, but uh, does that experience also give you a different like outlook on the business side of, of music, you know, to, to make sure like, you, you know, like you might own your music or, you know, different things like that. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, I know a lot of people have, I, it's, there are some real diehard Chuck Berry fans out there and I don't want to take anything away from, mm-hmm. from them. You know, um, I definitely have a different, perspective on Chuck and, and, uh, people, people like Chuck, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I understand that there, it is a business and, and, uh, some people are more, um, driven by, by, by money Mm -hmm. than others. Right. So, But at the same time, it's like, e- even though, I mean, God, how many free shows have I played or, um, I think, I think people who are, who are driven by the music alone and driven by their heart or just because, because the process of making the music is so rewarding in and of itself. Sometimes it's hard for us to to think in terms of, of, of what it's worth uh, mm-hmm. monetarily. Yeah. I, I uh, would think in my mind but, that, uh, the, an artistic mind is like, would con would contrast with like a, a business sense, like that they, it's two yeah. different worlds really, or two different mindsets. It, it really, it really is. Uh, and I mean, God, you know, at the same time, 
um, we need to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, I read something recently that a, a party without music is just is just a meeting. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, every, everything, music is mm-hmm. everything. And in a, in a way it's invaluable. Um, but no, I mean, in, in every way it's mm-hmm. invaluable. So how do you put value on something that's invaluable? I don't know, but you, mm-hmm. but there is a value there and it, it is, uh, it's sad, you know, when I, like, when I, like I'm thinking about, you know, all the, all the money that I put into the collection of songs that's going to be coming out this fall. And I shake my head going, Oh my God. Like I, I've put, I put so much of myself into these songs and so studio time costs money and, uh, mixing. I'm, I'm, these songs are going to be mixed by a really like, incredible of somebody who's he's honed his craft. I mean, he's amazing. He costs money, you know, (laughs) Um, the the people who master it, they cost a lot of money putting it out, the artwork, everything. Um, And it's not just me. Every, all the music that you hear, there's a lot of money that's gone into it and we listen to them and we feel like it's fine to just, to, to stream them and get the, get them for free if we feel like we want to have them for free and um, I don't know if this keeps happening what's going to what is going to happen to to the artist yeah and it's it's uh it's uh through uh, all art right now like because uh, like I said I interview a lot of uh, uh, filmmakers and it's especially on the independent mm-hmm. level it's the same way it's uh, people and a lot of people don't even see it as a bad thing to like tour in a movie or download a song I think a lot of people just yeah. see it as it's like it's a cheaper alternative than buying it yeah yeah and and uh, I mean yes you're supporting the artist by listening or yes, you're supporting the artist by watching. Um, but, o- but you're, su- only, you're supporting them on <laughs> a spiritual level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. But we need, you know, you, you can't. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really huge into the spiritual level and uh, I appreciate that. Um, but we unfortunately we can't we can't pay our bills right you can't live off that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 uh (laughs) do you do do you do do a lot of uh, live performances too do a lot of touring um i'm well i'm in the process of uh putting together a tour um Mm -hmm. i love playing live and and that was my first love i um oh you were asking about playing live earlier and I kind of went off on a tangent but um I love playing live because that was that was the first like jollies that I got out of music was playing <laughs> yeah. for um my family you know they were always like play play something play something um and that kind of gave me the oh you love me you really love me you know <laughs> <laughs> sure. um so I yeah I really I'm into that um but I took I took off some time because I I 
cannot tell you how much I hated recording. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I, I needed to, I needed to like hone my, my craft. I needed, I needed to figure out how to love recording as much as I love playing live. And, uh, and now I do. So, um, yeah, I'm ready to get back out there. And it's funny cause like, I, I'm like a little nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I used to not be nervous. I mean, the first time that I ever booked a show, I was nervous about it. Um, but then after that, I was just like playing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like, it's been a while. And so now I'm like, okay, all right, I got to get the band together. We have to have rehearsals. I have to sit down and be like, these are my songs. And when you're, when you're in a room with musicians that you really respect, that whole unveiling of the material can, it's a little nerve wracking. And then once you start, once they start playing it, you're like, okay, all right, they're into it. They're into it. But at first I'm like, I'm, I'll be looking at their faces and like, okay, this, I don't know. How's Taylor feeling about it? Okay. All right. Taylor's cool. Okay. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited to play uh, to play live again. I I'm here in Nashville now, so this is kind of this is home of music. More or less. <laughs> Say again. I said uh, that's like the home of music, Nashville. It's the home of music, yes, and it's uh, it's everywhere. And um, I got to figure out uh, where to play for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's so many music venues. I'm hoping to find, I'm hoping to play at a place where, uh, where there's not like a lot of, a lot of drunk people and bottles clinking and, <laughs> right. and people, and people talking about, uh, their dogs. And, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, people to pay attention. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I gotta find a good, uh, a few good listening rooms that I'm positive that they exist. Uh-huh. So, um, Actually, you know, here it's Americana Fest this week. Oh, really? The Ameri- yeah, Americana Fest starts tonight. So I'm going to be going out and listening to a lot of really great music this week. The, they have today's Tuesday, so they have their um, their opening party tonight. It's like a rooftop uh, kickoff party. And I'm going to be out there just uh, making new friends and figuring this amazing city out i'm i'm loving nashville by the way have yeah. you been a, have you i've been never nashville? been to nashville no i'm in oh, massachusetts but yeah oh you are oh my god well massachusetts is beautiful um yeah but nashville's if you ever get a chance to to come to nashville you really should it's, mm-hmm. it's really a neat place it's beautiful yeah and lots of good restaurants yeah that's good. I always like a good restaurant. Where, where yeah. would you recommend? What kind of food would you recommend in Nashville? Oh well, so wow. I mean, okay. So there's like, I mean, I have the obvious answers, which is like this, you know, good old southern home cooking biscuits and gravy, fried chicken uh-huh. barbecue. That's a, a food genre here that you definitely you got to visit that. Mm-hmm. But then. Surprisingly, so I, I moved here from Los Angeles and I 
I love sushi. I thought I'd left great sushi behind me, you know, on the coast. Right. Yeah. Surprisingly, shockingly, even in a, in a landlocked state, <laughs> uh-huh. there's like yeah. incredible sushi restaurants. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't think yeah. Nashville, you know, is a, is a great uh, place for, for sushi. I would not have thought that. I, it, it is a shock to me. It's called Sunda. They mm-hmm. Sunda or Sunda. I'm not really, I don't know yet how they pronounce it. Um, but it's incredible. Also great Indian food. Okay. I like Indian food. Yeah. I'm, I'm and I like sushi too. Um, there's a, uh, also I found a place called the Catbird Seat here. Um, and I don't even know how to classify. <laughs> I found it because I was looking for a sushi restaurant, mm-hmm. but it turns out the only reason they put it in the sushi category is because nobody knows what to, what <laughs> category to put it into. Right, right. It's just, it's kind of like crazy food. Uh-huh. Uh, and you, you sign up, um, online and it, there are no refunds. So it's like, if you don't make it, you're, you're still paying for it. Uh-huh. They only, it's like 22 people proceeding and oh, you wow. sit around, you sit around a big bar basically, and you watch them preparing food. It's like 10 or 12 courses and they just send it out, you know, mm-hmm. send little things out, uh, one after the other. And you have, you don't really know what you're eating. They kind of, they bring you the dish and they go, this is a, they kind of mumble something and walk away. And, and you're like, all right, here we go. I have no idea what this is and eat it. And you're like, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever had. And if you, if you, you can do a, um, a wine pairing or you can do a non-alcoholic pairing, which one of my friends did. And I I was, I was, I was comparing, <laughs> I was, um, I was tasting hers uh, uh-huh. and seeing how it lined up with what they did with, you know, drink wise, what they did with mine. And it was just so perfect and imaginative. And, uh, I don't know. It was a really cool experience. Anyway, I'm going on forever about this, I love <laughs> it. but, um, at the end they give you a menu and it's all folded up on this really beautiful, nice, like, I don't even know what kind of paper it is. Like one of those like special silk or linen, linen paper, uh-huh. you know how, you know how they do when they're trying to be fancy. Sure. So they sure. Give you the, menu the fancy paper. And, yeah. um, the fancy, they give it on the fancy paper. It's like uh-huh. a real keepsake, right? I still have mine. I'm oh, like, that's <laughs> pretty cool. And then, I, I looked at it and I'm like, oh, that was beef tongue. Ah, awesome. Okay. <laughs> it's so cool. The whole thing is so cool and mysterious and, and I don't know, it's titillating. Yeah. You got to check it out. That sounds good. It's interesting about uh, beef tongue because uh, I went to a horror movie convention and they had a thing called um, Bizarre <laughs> bizarre bites and it was like it was like a gourmet chef and he made all these crazy uh food but one of the things was tongue and it tasted great that, yes right i had mm-hmm. i had no idea because i i'll eat a lot of things but i i wouldn't eat tongue on purpose right 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's cool. So you you know what I'm I'm talking about. It's kind of fun to like, kind of fun to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like at that particular one was the uh, the Rocky Mountain oysters. Oh, uh, yeah. That's not a fan. They have a very yeah. odd consistency. Yeah, I think I tried those one time, but I think I bl- I blacked it out. I think I <laughs> I blacked. I, <laughs> you know, when something traumatizes you, you just <laughs> right. Yeah, it, the consistency was like of like damp sawdust, which is not a pleasant <laughs> experience. Yeah, yeah. I had had a crazy um, social studies teacher in sixth grade (laughs) in Mm -hmm. Houston. Um, She was the kind of like public school teacher that would kind of like sometimes talk to herself. Mm -hmm. You know, she wasn't she wasn't right. (laughs) (laughs) But one day her name. Well, I'm not going to say her name because that's not (laughs) one 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 day it was set like some sort of. I guess it was considered to be like some sort of cultural experience, right? She's like, I brought y'all in some Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> and I'm not, I don't remember what happened after that. Like I blocked <laughs> it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is they were, aren't they're like bull balls. Yeah. Yeah. My, my friend, uh, Annabelle, who was with me, she, she wouldn't eat them. And then afterwards, she goes on her phone and is showing me like pictures of the raw ones, and uh, that definitely didn't help the experience. <laughs> so, like this is what you ate with all these veins, and it was, uh, you know, it wasn't good. But. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, yeah. that, that's um. I mean, how were your dreams that night? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's picture evidence, but uh, yeah. D- I, d- I wish I could black it out because it was it was not good. But uh, I think everything else was, was pretty good. There was something with ants in it. I didn't. I don't think I ate that. I didn't eat that. There was uh, one of the desserts had ants in it, and I just like oh, I think I can skip that one. Yeah, yeah. I draw, <laughs> draw the line at bugs. There would be yes. a crazy science teacher who would bring in mealworms. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah, I did try that once because someone said someone listens to the show. No, I like to try weird things. And they sent me uh, they were like almost like Cheetos, but they're mealworms and they're covered with like a cheese dust. And it they tasted like if you ate like the uh, the kernel off a of popcorn. They like oh, it was I don't know what, why anyone would would bother even trying to eat them. There was really nothing there. It was just like, a, <laughs> I guess just to say you ate it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I mm-hmm. think so too. I <laughs> I think you can cook with them too. Like you can make. Am I? I I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm misremembering. But I'm pretty sure you can like grind them up and use and. Yeah, it's supposed to be. I think good. Like, like a, uh, a lot of protein. Yeah, I think there's a lot of protein in them. So I guess that's good. I don't know, but. But there's, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of protein. There's a lot of protein in a lot of things. Right. Yeah, I can eat fish or. Uh, or <laughs> Or chicken, that'll be good. It's good. I don't oh, need right. to eat the meal worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, God. I mean, I'm hoping that I'm hoping we don't get to the point where we're like, well, got to get my protein. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Go, go. Go visit the anthill outside. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. 
Yeah, it's not that important. But um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I read that, that that you wanted to write a script. Uh, so what kind of movie would you write if you were going to make a movie? I I would use um, I would dig into the material from my my life from my upbringing. <laughs> Um, I have like a really interesting family. Um, I know everybody has an interesting family. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I have some really extreme characters. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do, oh gosh. You don't want to spoil it, but you can give it, right. Yeah. You don't want to well, spoil it if this becomes a thing, but. Okay. 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 I'll, I oh. have, I've got a character for you. Um, All right. Because some of them are, the actually the long pause uh, is not because I don't want to spoil it. It's mm-hmm. more because, uh, like, not all of them are like positive characters. So I right, hesitate. Right. <laughs> I, <laughs> I understand. Start talking about them, but um, mm-hmm. I have, I have an uncle, who uh, <laughs> we went on a family vacation. We went on like a, a cruise ship, um, a few years ago. And, uh, unfortunately I missed this trip. Um, so I only heard about this story, like from other family members, but it was the last night of the cruise. And on the last night of the cruise, everybody has to put their luggage outside of the door. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. for the people, for the, the staff to come and pick up the luggage and, and they'll like take the luggage off the ship for you early in the morning. So you don't have to do it. Um, so yes, everybody's putting their luggage outside and my uncle, he's a drinker, right? Um, he like a, like a big time drinker. So it's probably about one o'clock in the morning and he goes up to his room. He's like, all right, I, I'm going to go get my luggage. And so they, okay, bye. The rest of my family, they're still up, you know, they're at the bar having a great time, kind of celebrating their last night. And not too long after that, they hear this gasp, this collective gasp from the other people at the bar. And then this like guffaw, like these, people just like burst into laughter and they're going, woo, yeah. And they're hooting and hollering. And my mom says that she just like got this feeling and she goes, Oh God, please don't let that be my brother. (laughs) And she turns around and on the main staircase, like we're on the formal, like the women come down and like their fancy dresses. It's like the presentation staircase. (laughs) Uh-huh. There's, there's Uncle Dave in his underwear, <laughs> <laughs> only his underwear, coming down the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, to get to the staircase, Dave would have had to like gone out of his room, taken the elevator down a couple floors, walked past the casino and past like whatever shops or bars would have been open. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, this is a journey. <laughs> he's passed, a, he's passed a few people. <laughs> and 
the story, so the reason was he was going down to speak to the front desk because he'd locked himself out of his room, putting his little luggage outside of his door. Uh-huh. Now, this could have been a phone. Like, you, there are, you know, like in a hotel, they have like the courtesy phones in the hallways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right next to the elevator that he would have taken was like, was a phone. Like, he could have picked up that phone and called right. for help. Or he could have opened the luggage that he put outside and put some clothes on. (laughs) 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 But but no, no. Uh My friend, my friend, uh, I have a friend, songwriter, Robert Earl King. And I told Robert the story and he goes, well, some people just need a face to face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. see i think that's a, that's a positive story there i don't i don't know but yeah yeah i yeah. well yes there are a lot of funny stories <laughs> uh-huh. they're really like there's just a range i've got there's just funny stories yeah yeah maybe I'd a sitcom like sick, like i know right yeah, yeah. exactly I'm, I'm overwhelmed with the amount of material that i have actually <laughs> <laughs> i gotta figure out i they're, I don't think they're songs, you know. I think they're right, something right. Else. Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be an odd song, probably. Uncle Dave's nude in the, in the hotel. <laughs> yeah. The... <laughs> I mean, there's there is a video floating around in my face. Oh really? Oh okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, like on yeah. YouTube or something, but yeah. We've got video evidence, but we're too we're too nice to put it out on YouTube. Right, yeah, yeah. that's good. (laughs) We have blackmail material if 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 you ever need it. I mean, yeah. Well, even the fact that the video exists, it's like, okay, okay. You know, you, you know, he really shouldn't have filmed that. You know. (laughs) 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 Very good. So, yeah. So, what are you working on currently? I know you said uh, you're uh, working on a new uh, album. Yeah, I've, I'm working on, I'm in post-production for, um, with, you know, which just means that we're going back and making sure everything sounds good. We've already, we've tracked everything. Um, there's a possibility I might, I might track one more song just to kind of round it out. Uh, but um, yeah, they're pretty much all done and I've got my, my, my mixing dates set up. Uh, and I'm super, super excited about them. They're different from the one that I just put out. Uh, the come visit soon. Those three songs are, they kind of have like that dusty Americana sound, Mm -hmm. the acoustic guitar driven, but these next ones are, they're heavier and warmer and, uh, they're de- they're like they're definitely fall and winter listening songs. It's kind of like I don't know. I'm always thinking about food, so like <laughs> if come if come visit soon was like hot weather. Uh-huh. This is all other hot weather material. These are like <laughs> cold weather, like stew. Uh-huh. Like, they're like the sloppy Joe chili. Uh, comfort food, or, yeah, some, some, yeah. I understand. That makes mm-hmm. sense to me. 
I like it. Yeah. 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 No, uh, I'm someone who I always get kind of annoyed when people will uh, like kind of fight over what genre either music is or movie is. But uh, how what genre would you put your music in? I guess. Um, I don't know. Catbird seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. That I'm works the, perfect. I'm in the surprise. I'm in the surprise. It's beef tongue genre. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that's uh, well. That answer is actually not too far off from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that I really love, um, I really love songwriters. I think the, the main through line, uh, is the, the lyric. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have a great respect for the, for the craft of, of like putting, putting words together. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a, I'm a lyricist before I'm anything else. Um, and the, the stories that would be the through line. So I guess I would, even if the mute, like some, sometimes I'll musically, I'm going to do things that, that people might not have been expecting. Like Mm -hmm. I, the collection that's coming out, it's way different from, from what I just put out. And, uh, I mean, I always think if, if you like, if you like, uh, a music or movie, it doesn't really matter what what genre it is. If it speaks to you, it speaks to you. Well, and, and nowadays people listen to everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, we have people that are, that are rapping over country music. (laughs) I mean, 20 years ago. Uh-huh. That there's no people would have been like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but now it it it's a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much crossover that I think music really is like that restaurant I was sit- talking about, the cat yeah. seat. Yeah. It's like what, who, what, uh huh, what? <laughs> I mean, you turn. I like. I mean, I was a real big fan of '90s country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the outlaw country and classic country and nineties country. And, and, um, and now I like Americana, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I'm on board with, with what's happening in, in like today country music all mm-hmm. the time. Um, but yeah, I like to go back. I like to listen to the Garth Brooks channel on Pandora. Right. And, right. Yeah. You put that on and like, it's everything. You have no idea what is going to come on next. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got every single, every possible genre. And then, I mean, you listen, like, there's that song Old Town Road that people are going crazy for. Mm-hmm. Do you know? I My kids love it. That's yeah. why I know about it. Oh, okay. My, my, my son is like, put on Old Town Road, put on Old Town Road. And now the baby, too, is like, I don't, I can't even remember how he says it. It's like, oh, oh, nah, oh, nah. Every time he says, oh, mama, oh, nah. Like, okay, Old Town Road. Um, but that's like, I don't even know what that is. I mean, it's, uh, there's, I don't even know how to explain that song. It's like mm-hmm. country. I guess it's country, but it's like making fun of country. Like you can, 
my interpretation of it it's just it's just an ironic country song mm-hmm. you know um and i'm growing it's growing on me i'm starting yeah. to, it's catchy it's real <laughs> right. catchy okay it's like wake you up at three in the three a.m like my friend rob says catchy like the flu <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm actually um, not familiar but i don't have any small children so I, i'm gonna have to check it out i will listen to it after well you I heard even like Obama put it on his like his list. Oh really? Right. <laughs> That's interesting. That, like, list of songs he included. Yeah. It, it, they said, "And yes, Old Town Road is on the list." <laughs> um, I'm very curious. I don't. Yeah, you know, check it out. See what you think. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So- so uh, where can people follow you? Like not at your house, but where can people follow you online to see what's uh, what's up next? <laughs> well, I live on. Um, uh, let's see. So I'm on my favorite social media uh, platform is Instagram. Mm-hmm. I I really love Instagram. I have a, a bit of an Instagram addiction. Um, I have a Facebook account, but. I'm phasing all of that out. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but as far as my music, it's on everything. It's on mm-hmm. all this, any kind of, I, I mean, I'm getting like notifications. I put it out through DistroKid. Mm-hmm. Really happy with that service, by the way. DistroKid's amazing. Um, but I get notifications from DistroKid. Like, congratulations, your songs are now on. And then they give me some funky name, like, mm-hmm. you know, skibbity ba. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, that's where I listen to all my Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, skibbity ba. <laughs> um, I, ha- I have no idea, but I- all I can tell everybody is it's it appears to be everywhere in lands that I've never even heard of. So, whatever music platform people listen to stuff on, I, yeah. my songs are most likely there. Mm hmm. That, that is the thing when I say that it's like, uh, even if someone has a movie or music, it's kind of like, well, wherever you, wherever you watch your movies, wherever you listen to your music is where you can, you know, you can find it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, wherever you're breathing air, <laughs> yeah. right. music has become like air where you're just entitled to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess in a podcast, same way, wherever you download your podcast, you can, uh, you can find this show. Mm iTunes, kind Spotify, of to be able to mm-hmm. you know, when you, yeah. you know, you're no, you know that you're like, you're stretching your arms wide around the world. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But, uh, so just search for Jesse Lynn Madeira and you'll find you. Yep. Right. Yep. I don't think as far as I know, there's no other one. So no, that's me. That's very good. Well, I really enjoyed talking with you. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, likewise. Thanks for asking such great questions. Yeah. And the time flew by and we covered uh, music and mealworms and all the important topics. <laughs> Beep tongue. Beep tongue. Boxing. Or... 80s wrestling. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, so, that yeah. is a cat bird seat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to visit this place at some point in time. It sounds right up my alley. Oh, yeah. 
You have to. I, I, mean, I, I plugged it like five times. Right, right. They should be a sponsor. Like, man, she really likes that restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. This has been great. And uh, I'd love to talk to you again sometime. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I would I would love to. Maybe when this next these next songs come out. Very good. All right. Well, uh, have a good day and take care. Take care, Neil. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye, Jesse. These boots dance like two scrappy sisters fighting for the same dumb man. One wears green, the other stays mean. Both got bread on their hands. Cause they both know what's best for him. I should have been a cowboy, but I was born a lady. Ever since I was a baby girl, I've been cussing them and holding me down. I say I look just like my mama. She was born a farmer's daughter. And then puddles of southern rain on my holy water. But these birds taste like scotch in the morning with the sun and the moon collide. One can't remember where she passed out, the other stayed up all night. Sitting in the pocket of the rhythm of light I should have been a cowboy But I was born a lady Ever since I was a baby girl I've been cursing them and holding me down They say I look just like my mama She was born a farmer's daughter Kisses while he's sleeping I make him think I'll never leave him But when he opens and blinds These birds will be gone